Southeast Asia has for decades been an export manufacturing hub to the world, competing with another powerhouse manufacturer in the region, China. But with the U.S.-led trade tension with China, Southeast Asia or the ASEAN regions presented with a golden opportunity to take a bigger slice of the manufacturing demand in the years ahead. Of course, to do this, most of the ASEAN member nations must move up the value chain, stepping out of the shadows of what is primarily viewed as a location for low-wage assembly work. Next-generation industrial IoT technologies, coupled with uh, mounting pressures on companies to lower their greenhouse manufacturing gas emissions, offer unique opportunities to change the game in line with the rebirth as a modern manufacturing base. According to the Boston Consulting Group, the region is forecast to see the foreign direct investments of up to $22 billion, potentially generating another $600 billion, and also see the creation of 140,000 new jobs annually. But what will it take to become the factory to the world, the modern-day factory to the world? To talk to us about the opportunities and challenges, we are joined by Mr. Chris Lee, Regional Vice President, Asia-Pacific Software Business for Rockwell Automations. Chris, welcome to Podcast for Future IoT. Thank you, Ellen. What would be the significance of this smart connected factories, not just for Asia, but for the rest of the world? First of all, let me give you a brief introduction to Rockwell so you know how significant our role is in the area of smart manufacturing. So Rockwell is the single largest public traded company that dedicate ourselves to industrial automation, power control, and information solution. So over the 120 years history that we have, we continue to work closely with industry to transform and serve the industry with the capability that we have in manufacturing, as well as other industry. To your question, how important is this, uh, this trend that's happening in across the world, not just in Southeast Asia or Asia-Pacific? Asia we have seen a rapid um, transformation both in the area of smart manufacturing and the workflow across across the various industries. Fundamentally, what we have been researching on is an outside-in approach that derived or come to a consensus that there is a connected enterprise production system that's evolving. So at Rockwell, we have seized this opportunity and provide our strategy around the connected enterprise production system. And if you allow me to elaborate a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So from Rockwell point of view, we provide the capability for our customers who are manufacturers to produce their product with a world-class manufacturing system. So from the first area of design, when we should think about designing a factory, there are a lot of engineering challenges that they have to overcome using digital twin capability, allowing our customers to visualize, to simulate their factory before they go into actual physical implementation, help our customers to really you know, shorten the, the ability to produce what they need to produce Okay, in the, in the area of supply chain planning, etc. Very important from the design and engineering point of view, you need to quickly go into the actual implementation. And this is where Rockwell with our partner provide all the ability that holistically allow our customers to produce a world-class manufacturing system using the intelligent devices capability. Sometimes we call this the L1 in ISA 95 term. This is the L1 capability and so forth and so forth. If we look at the Southeast Asian marketplace today in terms of the manufacturing hub, how do you see it? Where do we stand today? Interestingly, this is not um, just a Southeast Asia phenomenon. In fact, we have done the research through our sister company, Plex, which is actually a cloud-based manufacturing MES company. 
In the interview that we have conducted across more than a few hundred manufacturing customers, in Asia-Pacific alone, 75% of the organization are actually looking at some form of our smart manufacturing technology. This rapid transition into a smart manufacturing is also partially driven by the phenomenon or the, the COVID-19 um, phenomenon that we see the whole supply chain trying to get to the optimal level. And out of this smart manufacturing, there are five key trends that we see. And to be honest, we were surprised as well that there's such a rapid you know, acceleration of the need to adopt digital transformation technology. The first area, in terms of the priority, more than 69% of the companies are actually looking at some form of manufacturing execution system, which is actually allowing them to plan and to execute and to monitor the ability to deliver on their commitment to the customer. And second area, which is common, right? ERP, enterprise resource planning, and now asset performance monitoring and management. And going into the quality management, because you need to produce faster, you actually need a QMS capability that allows you to track and trace every component. And this is particularly true for vaccine, right? When we have a, such a big supply and demand to meet, the ability to have a highly scalable quality management system is so integral. And then the supply chain SCP, supply chain planning capability. So these are the five areas which we foresee to be one of the critical to push for digital transformation in smart manufacturing. What are the challenges that these manufacturers will face, though, as they try and adapt these new technologies to their existing operations in the region, including the partners' ecosystem, their suppliers of raw materials, for example, all the way to those that will deliver the products to the end-user organizations, uh, the businesses, I mean. Let's take a step back. I think the, the first challenge is always awareness. Being made aware of where and how and what technologies available out there which are reliable and have a proven track record and helping them to cross the chasm. After you are being made aware of those technology, the next phase is the conviction and educating and conviction. So when you go to an education phase, this is where a key element of a talent need to be there. So the build up of those talents to know how to implement smart manufacturing, IIoT, you know, digital transformation is one of the biggest opportunities presented in our part of the world. And having said that, we have one of the fast youngest pool of talent that is rapidly transforming, whether in the form of a cross-territory migration of talent or in-house development of talent. I think that that is one of the biggest opportunities, not just challenges, for a lot of manufacturing companies in, in our part of the world. And if you look at the diverse uh, economic structure of Southeast Asia as a, as a building block, it's a sizable economy block. We do have disparity across the territory. And having said that, we need to recognize that this disparity is not going to go away. And how we provide provide access to the information through digital platform will help to leapfrog countries which actually have a gap in technology, knowledge, and, and infrastructure. So I would say the word digitization and digital transformation are key to allowing these customers or these countries or, or, or manufacturers to transform themselves. How do you see government support helping strengthen or improve or accelerate the modernization of these manufacturing companies so that they could take advantage of the technologies that companies like Rockwell can provide? We have seen how successful some government program can really help to accelerate the capability of the economy. And we continue to see that as a big um, benefit. What we would like to you know, ensure is we are ready to serve the strategy, whether it's in Singapore, you see the industry transformation map, which was just announced recently in ITAP, the Shrockwell was there as well. We see a clear intention by government to support the transformation. And I think this is very, very important for developing countries across Southeast Asia 
region. And we, we are here to support. In fact, we have dedicated resources in public affairs to work with government agency to help to navigate the opportunity presented in front of the economy. How do you see manufacturers in the region taking advantage of the opportunity, one, to leapfrog the markets in terms of new technologies, but at the same time comply with ESG requirements that are coming into the foreground as, as more and more consumers of technology, as well as uh, the businesses themselves, demand for this more sustainable way of practice? Alan, this is a great question. In fact, we had large enterprise customer of ours that actually working with us closely to achieve the ESG goals that they set out to do from daily companies in South Pacific to you know, manufacturing companies across the world. We see ESG as one of the primary driving force in the way that we are moving our manufacturing technology forward. And at Rockwell, we have dedicated a big team of people to look at ESG initiatives from corporate down to the regional level. We have actually achieve a lot together with our customers in the last you know, few years and we are looking forward to achieving more. So you're right, ESG, environmental, social governance are really one of the biggest top of the mind of a lot of CIO and CEO. So at Rockwell, our technology, our work processes, our conduct take a lot of our pride into developing around ESG policies. So even internally in our process of hiring, we, we, we actually advocate a lot of these policies to ensure that we have diversity and we have governance across our practices. So Rockwell is one of the few organizations that I work for that I can properly say have a strong foundation of ESG policies. As we start to implement these modern technologies, including the use of IoT in particular in the industrial scenario, so industrial IoT, how should enterprises, in your view, accommodate uh, concerns around cybersecurity as you get a lot more of these uh, different segments of the ecosystem, the manufacturing ecosystem connected together? And again, bearing in mind, many of them are probably not on the same level, right? You, you have very large manufacturers that are highly automated or going automation, perhaps using you know, massive technology. Then you have the smaller manufacturers, suppliers to these organizations, probably even farmers that are not necessarily technology savvy or even equipped to do anything with technology. So early on, I explained to you the level one, which is technology, intelligent device technology. And when you go up one level, this is where the control communication layer come in as part of uh, ISA 95. And that's where Rockwell have been very carefully putting forward a very strong portfolio of our capability working with our technology partner like Cisco and Clarity to secure the manufacturing or even the enterprises. When we say it about connected enterprise production system, we are not looking at just the factory floor. We are also looking at the shop floor and enterprise level. And with the level two being secured, we are quite confident that that technology will allow operators of factory floor to operate in a very safe environment. And when you go up one more level, which is level three, that's where the manufacturing execution system or the application monitoring capability are being implemented using a secure cloud-based environment. So IoT is not standalone. It has a lot of um, connection and exposure. And through a, a reliable you know, cloud infrastructure, Rockwell is advocating the ability to provide our customers the secure environment to operate. And the data is also one of the areas that we focus on security. So in the factory floor, you can have a lot of appliances generating a lot of data. And this tend to be island of data, which is very hard to control. So using a product or the data management platform, we are advocating the ability to take all this data and create a central depository of this data and making sure that this data is secure. And once this data is contextualized, that's where the analytics and the insight 
can be harnessed. And this is what we call the truly uh, connected enterprise production system that when you look at design, the actual factory implementation of the physical factory, the communication, the security, the manufacturing execution monitoring system, the data control, and then the analytics. So this holistic approach is what we are advocating as a connected enterprise production system. And very important, right? This is not an inside-out approach because we are listening to our customers and this is actually an outside-in approach that allow us to derive this vision together with our customer. And truly, if you were to look at the, the Rockwell portfolio, we are not in a position to address everything. That's why we partner with our key you know, intelligence as well as security, as well as a manufacturing technology partner, whether it's um, ANSYS for simulation, whether it's PTC for our IoT platform, and Clarity and Cisco for our security platform, and also our services capability that we have, we have um, developed over the years, allowing us to serve very industry-specific needs whether it's life science company, a CPG company, or automotive supply chain company. And that's where Rockwell differentiates. And the history of Rockwell actually provides us the understanding, the expertise, and the ability to simplify this for our customers. Many years ago, particularly the start of uh, the pandemic, we have a significant impact on the supply chain. And that resulted in a lot of buyers of products and services from this region, saying that may need to reshore some of the uh, supply capabilities closer to the consumption side. How do you see this reshoring impacting the capability of organizations, manufacturers in Asia, uh, particularly ASEAN, to cope with the potential, can I call it threat or can I call it opportunity as regards to reshoring? I would say data have shown that Southeast Asia, if you're to this, has been a beneficiary of a lot of the economic development in the world because we are one of the regions that continue to stay very competitive and, and sometimes known as Detroit of the East, like in Thailand, right? It was nicknamed the Detroit of the East once. And the capability and the economy of Indonesia, you know, one of the largest population of 270 million with a high rising middle class. And this is just Southeast Asia. We are not even talking about China, India, right? So we had one of the most promising economy in the region, whether it's onshoring or offshoring, we see Southeast Asia as an economy by itself, a very attractive region. And I think the manufacturers, the consumers continue to push the envelope of wanting the best technology. And the, the, the industry trend is it's not very different, right? People want to be served with higher quality product, with faster response time, with more customization. And this is not going to change. These are still going to derive into manufacturers' behavior, business. You no know, businessmen have to serve their customers. They have to bring the best experience to their users. This will continue to drive. So as long as we have a peaceful you know, economy, we are continuing to evolve, we continue to develop. How do you see the concerns around recession and rising inflation impacting how manufacturers move to upgrade their system to be more aligned with the global trends with regards to adoption of uh, industrial IoT and advanced technologies? This is a fantastic question because we are in the business of productivity. So when there's a challenge in supply chain, when there's a challenge in no cost, when there's a challenge in inflation, you have to make do with what you have. And you have to even try to squeeze out the more productivity. And that's where Rockwell comes in. At Rockwell, we actually focuses on productivity, quality. These are the foundation of manufacturing capabilities, right? And using smart manufacturing technology, focusing on digital transformation, allowing our customers to realize the full fledge of the benefit of connected enterprise production system. This is where we can really help our customer to navigate all these challenges that you just mentioned. I'm very positive that the more headwinds we have in this area, the more demand it will be for 
enterprise look at productivity and transformation to stay competitive. What is that one advice that you can offer to manufacturers in the region in ASEAN as they start to look to implement or integrate these different new amazing technologies that are coming in to help them be more competitive, efficient, productive as a supplier to the world? I think partnership is key. Having a reliable partner like Rockwell and our partners in the ecosystem, if our manufacturing customers or our friends in the industry assurance that they are actually going to have a more successful outcome compared to taking an uninformed, ill-informed risk about or informed, ill-informed decision about their, their, their implementation of a certain transformation. So we look forward to support our industry and our customers in this transition and this transformation. And I'm glad to say that we have seen in the last one year that I'm at Rockwell, a lot of customers benefiting from this um, partnership, whether it's in the area of life science industry, food and beverage, CPG industry, as well as our mining industry. We are here to serve our customers and we look forward to continue this journey with our customers. Chris, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future IoT. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alan. That was Chris Lee, Regional Vice President in Asia-Pacific for the Software Business Unit of Rockwell Automation on the topic of how industrial IoT is transforming Asia's manufacturing sector. You are listening to Podcast for Future IoT. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcast for Future IoT. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcast for Future IoT. Bye for now.